please rise in body or spirit for the gospel reading. Today's scripture is Matthew 10, 40 through 42. Whoever welcomes you welcomes me, and whoever welcomes me welcomes the one who sent me. Whoever welcomes a prophet in the name of a prophet will receive a prophet's reward and whoever welcomes a righteous person in the name of a righteous person will receive the reward of the righteous. And whoever gives even a cup of cold water to one of these little ones in the name of a disciple, truly I tell you, none of these will lose their reward. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Lord, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, for you are our rock, our strength, and our redeemer. Amen. I haven't preached out of the Revised Common Lectionary for four years, and I think it's a great omen that this reading was our reading this morning. This scripture is quoted by John Wesley in my favorite John Wesley sermon. Yes, that's right, I have a favorite John Wesley sermon. <laughs> Do you know what it's called? It's called A Caution Against Bigotry. Now, bigotry is one of those words, like the words that we have around race and racism, that you hear that word and maybe you just clench up a little bit because it's a word that's been used as a weapon against people, a source of division. But that's really not what John Wesley is writing about at all in this sermon. What he's writing about is that understanding of bigotry, which has to do with having a really strong understanding of something for yourself. Really firm boundaries, really clear walls around what we think something means or something is. In his sermon, uh, Caution Against Bigotry, he's explaining that this is a problem he has to root out in himself. You know, because he's a detail-oriented kind of guy. He's a literalist in a lot of ways. But the ministry that Christ keeps calling him to is one that keeps challenging those firm boundaries on the way he thinks it ought to be. And so he's writing for our sake and for the sake of those who are struggling like him, a caution against bigotry with the encouragement that even if there is someone who comes in a form that is so alien to you, even if there is someone who doesn't say any of the right things, even if there's someone who's committed to a completely alternate way of life from you, but they offer you a cup of cool water just for the sake of the ministry. They've got it. They've got it. And it's our challenge not to miss that. I think this is important, this kind of understanding of this word bigotry or the way that this phenomenon happens in our lives as Christians and as citizens. 
So in a couple of days, we're celebrating Independence Day. And hopefully for you, that's a day that involves some Sabbath time, some rest, some time with family. Hopefully it's a day that involves some welcoming to you of special people. But in our joy and celebration around Independence Day, in our delight in our freedoms, in our appreciation of all that has gone before and made it possible for us to live the way we do in this country. Let us not forget that the only reason we needed a declaration of independence was because of bigotry. Because the people who sent their people to this country could not countenance the way this new way of living in the world would change people. Could not broaden their way of being to accept people who sounded and behaved differently as part of who they were called to be, could not break down those walls. This declaration of independence that arose from that bigotry caused a war. It caused incredible suffering. Let us not forget that. Let us not forget that. In this gospel message, Jesus is uh, talking to the people he's about to commission and send out into the world. And that's important because while in this instance he's only sending out the 12 people who are closest to them, he's commissioning them for a very specific ministry and task. Actually, in the Holy Spirit, we understand that we are all people who have this role to play in the world. Actually, we are the church. In the Holy Spirit, we all, we are the prophets, the righteous. We are the body of Christ in this world. We are the students of Christ, the disciples. And so are the others. And so are the others. That is how following Christ changes the way we see the world, seeing ourselves and other people differently because of the Holy Spirit. We are responsible for the way we treat other people in this understanding. We are responsible for the way we treat each other, regardless of the differences in our beliefs. I like being up here because I can see all of your faces at the same time. But I also feel pretty far away, and there's like this cage here, so I'm going to come down here for a minute. Because we're at the beginning of a new pastorate. We're starting a relationship with each other. And there's, of course, things that go along with that. I know that you have been in a process, a long process, of preparing and dreaming and envisioning what will happen when your new pastor comes. And when we begin a journey that's going to guide us through, with God's help, years. You have a lot of hopes and expectations. I do too. I'm so excited to be here. I'm really hopeful and excited about who you are and who we are going to be together and all of the cool stuff that's going to happen with God's help in our midst. I also know I'm going to disappoint you. 
I know that there is no way that I can always fulfill your hopes and expectations. I'm hoping that in the spirit of this commission from Jesus, you will welcome me even in that. Even in those times when I don't get the thing done that you wanted to see happen. Even in those times when I'm not who you expected I would be. If you can welcome me even in that, the promise is we'll still get the reward. I live with the same challenge. I have hopes and expectations that are going to show themselves as I build a relationship with each one of you. And some of them are not about who you are. And so I'm hoping you'll grant me the same opportunity. Please, grant me the opportunity to welcome you, even when, over our years together, you feel you have not pleased me or been able to guarantee the fulfillment of my hopes. We will not have to worry at all about pleasing each other. Of course we will, but we don't have to worry at all about pleasing each other if we can commit to welcome one another for the sake of Christ. We're going to sing a hymn later in the service, and the verse goes, We are pilgrims on a journey. We're together on this road. Sorry, we're together on this road. We are here to help each other walk the mile and bear the load. There's something about this relationship where even though I have this tall pulpit to stand in and this special outfit to wear on Sundays, we're here to help each other walk the mile and bear the load. And the tasks that are here for me to do are an honor and a service to do for you who are prophets, who are righteous people. That's the load. Each of you here is a person who has been called and claimed and loved by Christ. Prophets proclaim the word. Righteous embody the word. Little ones risk and sacrifice for the sake of the word. And the word is love. And this is all of us, together. I've noticed your vision statement. Do you still read it? It's on the front of your bulletins. Do you still see it there? I have no idea how long it's been there. Maybe it's become like wallpaper to you. That often happens. But I've noticed it. It says, we strive to quiet the conflict among all people by creating an environment that fosters spirituality, community engagement, and social justice. What a great omen. What a blessing. That goes right along with the scripture today, with the commission that Jesus has for all those who are students and followers of Jesus in the world. Spirituality, prophets proclaim the word. Sometimes they do it with words. Sometimes they do it with sign acts. This 
month in worship, I'm going to use as my inspiration text a different text from the lectionary readings than one I'm going to be preaching on on any given Sunday. While we're talking about things that are going on in the gospel, there's also something going on in the New Testament, which involves Jacob with a stone for a pillow and a vision of angels ascending and descending. And you know what he says? In Genesis 28, 16, when Jacob woke from his sleep, he thought to himself, the Lord is definitely in this place, but I didn't know it. The Lord is definitely in this place, but I didn't know it. I see in your vision for spirituality that kind of conviction, a choice to walk through the world in a way that asserts the Lord is definitely in this place, and a willingness to grapple with the uncertainty of not knowing how. The wonder and the surprise of discovering it Prophets proclaim the word that love is definitely in this place. Through community engagement, righteous people embody the world, the, sorry, embody the word. And right now that means recognizing who is supporting us and who is doing the work of supporting others who are embodying the word. Especially if they are not inside our institutions. That's what Jesus is challenging people to do. Recognize the presence of righteousness, especially when it challenges the in and the out group, right? Engage with the community. And social justice, the little ones, are any of us who are willing to risk and sacrifice for the sake of the word, and the word is love. A commitment to social justice means becoming students again and again, being students of peace, eschewing egotism and self-centeredness and bigotry in order to sit at the feet of our teachers and learn. Learn from Christ and learn from Christians. So I see this about you. I see this and I celebrate it as a part of who we are as people who are being formed by Christ together. And we are gonna share communion together. And in that exchange, we will recognize that God has run out to meet us in this place. And we are discovering how together. And so it is my honor and privilege and joy to be here with you for this work, in these ways. Will you let me be your servant? Will you let me serve this special food that we have prepared for you?